hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Hello, hello. Um, Welcome back to the next episode of The Basic in the Brain. As you all probably recall, Maddie is enjoying herself in the motherland at the moment. And so I am so excited that I have a dear friend, Mr. Adam Gaines, here to join us um, for the next episode of the BBQs. Um, So for Everyone who um, is an avid listener, Adam is actually our, he's literally our first fan and I've been dying to do an episode with him. He is an LA based screenwriter who works in film, TV, as well as digital. Um, He's worked in the rooms of eight different shows across network, cable, streaming, um, and he's had two movies produced. So we've got some big deals in the room here today. (laughs) Um, You can actually find one of his movies on Hulu. Adam, do you want to share the name? New Year, New You. New Year, New You. Exciting. Blumhouse Um, movie. I'm sorry? A Blumhouse horror movie. Oh, well... If anyone likes horror, Maddie's going to love that, by the way. I don't know if she's ever It's about it. a social media influencer. Well, she's going to love that because Maddie loves horror. You know I'm scared of horror. I don't do it. But um, anyway, check it out on Hulu. Um, he's also developed projects at you know major production companies all over Hollywood. And you can download his two collections of One Act Plays, Mixtape, and Fire Sale on the e-bookstore um, of your choice. So I am so, so, so excited. Welcome. How are you feeling? Thank you for having me. This is great. <laughs> Adam, I feel like we've talked about this. I've known you for what, for 10, a little over 10 years now, and we have talked about doing a podcast together, literally, I feel like since day one. And all it took was your co-host being out of town. <laughs> No, you know let's what? get let's no. get real. Let's get. Um, I want to get the hot takes and the the viral moment out of the way. Which camera am I looking at? The A camera, B camera, right there. Maddie, <laughs> let, let's get right to the. This could be the clip for the week. Maddie, you are a complete snooze fest. We all know that everyone's listening for Alina. There. That is actually fallacies, and I'm not kidding. The number of people who text me that are like, "I am obsessed with Maddie. I need to meet her. She's amazing. Where did you find her?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you like my work." <laughs> Nobody, not a single person has been like, "Oh, you're 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 funny today." It's like Maddie's the best. And where did you meet this girl? And I'm like, "I, I know." Um, Listen, we all took the same semester of psych, and she just happened to keep the textbook, and now she thinks she's so fancy because she uses it every week. I know I'm up to your tricks. I know what's going on. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you having my back here. No, I'm joking. And I just um, pretended to like her when I met her last week. It was all it was all pretend. We I was I was like very excited for that interaction. I was ready to see, you know, I was waiting for the one-liners and you you did call me out that I, I don't yeah. know the word she uses 50% of the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Googling. The introduction in the got cut short though, because my kid put her hand his hand down her boob and so it always kind of went left real quick. But other than and that, that it would have gone on longer. 
He is his father's son. That's for sure. Yeah. You're training him very well. Mason is the best. I love him. Yeah. He's really cute. He's, not he's on, such he's a cute baby. He's not on social media, you pedophiles. He does not have his own account, so <laughs> don't try to look him up. What are your thoughts on that, on the parents that like create an Instagram account for their babies at birth and then, I don't know what the point is. I think it's to keep their family and friends apprised of the baby's development. What are your thoughts on that? Um. I mixed one as a new parent. I don't understand how they have the time to manage their own social media as well as a second one. But I do like the idea of bookmarking it for like later use. Like we got him a Gmail when he was born just because I was like, let's, let's lock down that name and then I'll give it to him when he's like 13 or whatever. It's so crazy that that's stuff that parents have to think about these days. And I thought that was weird. And then I looked it up and people do that all the time. Yeah. No, people do that all the time. And people do that with Instagram handles. They're like, let's, you know, lock down first name, last name at insert whatever it is, um, just that they have access to that. And I'm like, what about creativity? We had to get creative with our screen names, right? Yeah. Mine was Zoe 13, Z-H-O-E. See, like, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to let me, if I ever have a child, which we know is a hot topic, um, we won't go there today. Um, today. If I ever had a kid, I'm going to let them flounder a little bit and just have to like use the noggin and, and, and figure it out like I had to. Um, and he is going to have to, because I don't know if you know this, but fun fact, I believe there is a medium TikTok star named my kid's full name. Really? So he's going to have to get creative on the socials because they are locked up probably with somebody else. I can see you, your wife, and I don't know if she wants to use her name, um, but your wife and your son sitting at the dinner table and just brainstorming. I feel like that would be a family <laughs> event, like over dinner, where oh, you know, it's a quick fire. Right. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. Can I like be a fly on the wall when that happens? And I'll just be like, By the way, I know for a fact that's how it's going to go because that's exactly how my mom got her Instagram name. We all sat around the table and it burns see? me to this day that my sister's husband had the winning one. I wish I had it, thought of it. It really is. Chef's it's magic. I know. And every and time Steve. she likes something, I get so excited the most quiet of the bunch of us. And he just sits there with his one vote, his one option. And it's like better than anything we all came up with. And it burns me to this day. <gasps> I think we're going to put that like in your obituary. <laughs> Couldn't even think of his <laughs> mom's his Instagram mom's handle. Yeah, I mean, Ugh, calls himself a writer. I, um, <laughs> I got beat out by the golf pro. <sighs> no, that's amazing. Well, do you have any ideas for your son's Instagram handle one day? Have you, have I, you thought about it? Cause I, I feel like that's probably a delivery room activity. I don't think enough of his personality has come in. I think the name has to, it okay. ends up being something off his interests, his hobbies, his whatever. Got it. You're a lot more, well, A, you're definitely wittier and more, what's the word? You're, you're, you're better with words than I am, but I'm I was just like, oh, my first and last name or my first and my first name at like at Instagram.com or whatever. That's creative. People will know who I am. And now I'm like, <laughs> shit, should I, should I change that? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Adam, I am so, so, so excited. I feel like we've got a little, you know, couple, a couple of, um, things we want to go through today. So let's go ahead and jump yeah. in. And also um, we've been doing this off mic for 10 years. So I, I'm not, I'm not worried. I know. I know. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Maddie earmuffs. I thought that you and I were going to be, I thought we were going to, you were going to be my first. I thought you were going to be my first podcast co-host. And um, who I, knows? Have, I feel bad about that. I have mixed feelings about that. I feel like I let you down a little bit. No, not at all. 
I, I, I feel like there, there's room, right? Listen, because like I, I, the whole thing is well, I didn't know how serious you were because you said you have a lot of ideas and I didn't know how serious <laughs> you were until this was up and running. And then I was like, Oh shit, she was serious. And yeah. I was, I thought it was a lighthearted joke. So I do have a lot of ideas. Um, Paul, who has been a guest, he's an old family friend. He's, uh, you know, was my realtor, basically roommate um, at this point. He he was like, I don't listen to anything you say anymore. Because one day I have an idea. I'm selling the house. And the next day I'm expanding the house. And the next day I'm moving to Guam. And he's like, I just say that sounds like a great idea because everything... I'm a dreamer, but I'm really poor at execution, generally speaking. And I will say, Maddie is the brains, literally and figuratively, behind this operation. She figured out how to start her podcast. Like without her, I wouldn't have done it. So, right. props to you. But just saying, there is, there is, we, we can do this more. Maybe there's like a spinoff opportunity. I don't know. We're just, I'm Let's putting say. it out there. Putting we'll it out there. I could use a fourth let's job. Let's get through today days. first. Okay. Let's get through today. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Um, so for our listeners, um, and Adam, you are our listener. So as you know, whenever we have a day guest, one. we just like to day one, day one, baby. You really, you really are, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, I feel like you you validated us, just for the record. Um, but so for our listeners, whenever we have a guest on, we like to just get to know them, get you a little warmed up. Um, you know, as uh, Angelica Swiss likes to call it, a fluffer. So this is your fluffer mm. round of questions. Um, but just again to get to know you. So let's get right into it. Um, given that you are based in LA, tell us like what is your favorite LA landmark? Must do, must see, must eat. Tell us a little bit All more about one. your love for LA. All in one, I took the landmark thing seriously. This is an actual historical landmark. Okay. Formosa Cafe on the corner of Santa Monica Boulevard and Formosa. And Do you know I haven't been there? Special to me for, for many reasons. One, back in the day, little Hollywood history, it was like a writer's bar because across the street was United Artists. And so they'd kick off at like 4 or 4.30 after mm-hmm. typing, typing, typing all day, go across the street, have a martini. And then also call the actors, Humphrey Bogart, Frank Sinatra, all of them would join and it would be like this place. That's one. Two, it's like a little old fashioned in there and it's got like red booths and it's like very noir and it looks like you would like either solve or start a mystery there. And like LA Confidential is filmed there, whatever, and I love noir. Um, three, the martinis are excellent, or they used to be at least. I went that this week and they, they, don't, they don't hold up as much. But um, you need to give them a master class in martini making because you are, you are a pro. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I got a ways to go. Um, but then the cute reason is. So my first date with my wife was across the street, but we ended up talking and closing that place down. And then we needed one place still open who knew the night was going so well. And so we walked across the street. And so the unplanned second part of our date, first date was at Formosa. I love that you're such a romantic. And I remember, I remember when you first met your wife and I remember when I first met your wife, barely browned out a little bit, but right. um, and we can tell that story. But um, I, I love that, like those little moments. You a you think about them. Like I feel like you you did you plan that? I had it. I knew how close the bars were together. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say you definitely had an idea. If the night goes well, and if we close down the bar, this bar across the street 
is open late nights. Okay. All right. I, I know you well. I know you well. Um, but that you, you remember it. And I just feel like it's like, it's very sweet. Cause I guarantee you, if you ask Mark where we met for the first time, he wouldn't know. That's a lie. He wouldn't know because apparently he took a stream of girls there. And right. like, yeah, that was just his knew, Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> but no, I think that's very sweet. And your wife is very lucky that A, you think about that, but B, that you, I think we'll tell the stories and, you know, your son's going to know and uh, love it. Okay. But Do you want to tell the story? To Formosa, sugar <laughs> yes, aside, yes, yes. Okay. Go check it out. It's still, so it was closed down for a couple of years. It can never actually go away because I think it actually is like, Los Angeles society of historical things that like, has to be preserved. And so it was abandoned for a couple of years and then some new management came in and reopened it. And the food is now excellent. It's like a Chinese fusion dish kind of thing. Um, and oh. they have more seating than ever. And it's a little bit spiffed up, but the old stuff is still there. Go check okay. it out, everybody. Formosa Cafe. It's a good time. Okay. All right. How about we make a date and go? Sure. Okay. I want to experience Done. LA through your eyes. Because I feel like I've, I've, I've experienced LA with you. My first time in LA, actually, I came to your place. Um, but I feel like we haven't done like the old Hollywood, like landmarky stuff. So. We haven't done old Hollywood, but I feel like you've experienced it through me more than you think because like Mark will be like, oh, I need a place to take Alina and I will just shoot him three options. So I feel like sometimes you're, you know, like, like always you're dating me and you're dating Mark. <laughs> well, just so you know, your friend does not give you like photo cred for that. So you may yeah. need to have a word with him. Um, but Okay. So a follow-up to that, which maybe should have been the first question. When did you know that you became an Angelino? I am not. And is that, is that acceptable to say? Are you an Angelino? I take offense, but other people, I guess, <laughs> coming up on 15 years would, would be okay with it. I like to still think of myself as an East Coaster. I, it okay. never really feels like um, home. I, okay, so a couple of years ago, I would fly back from Jersey, and I would like you know, going into LAX or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think of myself as a, a West coaster. I remember when I first got out here, I had a doctor's appointment and, um, the guy kept me waiting like 45 minutes and then he like throws on the white coat and comes in. And I was like, you know, like what? And he was just like, Oh, traffic. As if like that was acceptable. Yeah. Like, was, <laughs> I mean, was that, how is that? Okay. I feel like doctor's offices in general though, they just make you wait for no, no reason. Like, I'm like, the I'm first, the first appointment of the, the day. Appointment of the day. Yeah, but I feel like that's true, not just in LA. No, happens all the time. It's People unacceptable. People say traffic, like it's like I can get away with anything because we live in LA and it's traffic. That's true. That's true. I feel like you're also, again, like you're such an organized like person. You're very thoughtful. Like You think through steps A through Y up front. But do you find that you've like chilled out a little bit being here? Because I feel like I definitely have, which is saying something because I'm still absolutely out of my mind. But um Yes, but I think that has to do with being a little bit happier and also the medical marijuana. Uh, but, but yeah, is that what really brought you to to the West Coast? No, I didn't even start until halfway through my tenure here already. But um, oh. but it has mellowed, it has mellowed me out a little bit for sure. Yeah. Okay, and and I think having having a kid right made me calmer. Well, <laughs> do you no, want me to take it in the morning from five thirty to eight just to get to here? And be showered and present for this, what I had to, the gauntlet I had to go through. Three know, outfit changes like... before 8 a.m. There was diarrhea, <laughs> there was throw up. <laughs> on you or outfit changes for your son? The throw up was on me, the diarrhea was his. <laughs> I had a diarrhea this morning before I got here. 
<laughs> we will that that's definitely a next a next uh, episode conversation that we'll maybe get into my after bathroom, a couple of months. My bathroom abilities. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you are Mark is lucky he has to use a cup in Palm Springs on his way to Palm Springs or whatever. I have to use a lot more when I have to go. <laughs> cup does not do it. Oh my! I can't. No, we, I can't even think about that. I almost divorced him on the spot, but okay. So let's keep going. Cause again, we got a lot to get through. Okay. So given that you are a writer, that you're in Hollywood, I know that you are very, I wouldn't say active in the movie watching community, but you know, it's, it's, it's work, right? So what is your favorite show of all time and why? Six Feet Under HBO. Um, because I really love family dramas and, um, that was like, I thought at the time, because again, every, I think to answer the favorite question, you always have to like put it in a time and place. Mm-hmm. So like I'm in high school, I'm very into this stuff already. HBO is still sort of like new and prestige, right? The whole, the slogan was like, it's not TV, it's HBO. So yeah. here I was, I was watching all my family dramas on network TV and then a logo would come up. There'd be no commercials. You could tell it was just, you know, the acting was better. The writing was better. And then of course it was also just, um, it was a great ride. It was just like super uncomfortable, super dysfunctional. And um, it had a lot of elements in there that I was like, oh, I want, I want all of this stuff. So uh, this is not what I thought you were going to say. I okay. thought you were going to reference another HBO series. I, think. I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? You're going to need to publicly admit my, my guilty pleasure. Uh, okay. I was like, wait, hold on. No, 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 That's no, what I thought there, you yeah. were going to say. I thought uh, you were going to say Sex in the City. But favorite show of all time? No, 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 no. That's what I, that is what I thought, and I believe Mark told me that. <laughs> I think that's why I thought. No, no, no. I'll give you my top five. It doesn't even hit my top. I, I think it's a great okay. show, but it was did not have an impact on me like that. Really? It had an impact me on me in other way of like, oh my god, I really want to touch a boob. This looks fun. Like, oh my god, like, there's other ways. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's other ways it impacted me, but I know not the writing sort of thing. Oh, oh, the writing was excellent, though. The writing was excellent, but it was just okay. not um, the kind of the, the the dramas that I was into at the time. Okay, wait. On that note, because I know that you have listened to these reviews that we've done on, and just like that, one line, yay or nay? Do you like it? Uh. It got there for me. First couple I thought were, well, I was like, this isn't, this isn't Sex in the City. Um, and then I thought that um, once they moved past Big's death and they were mm-hmm. off and like kind of into the thing and we, we like kind of understood the relationships with these new characters, I was in. I'm excited for the next season. I, I like those characters. They're, they're with me. I, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Also, okay. there were some great moments when um, she catches her having sex uh, Oh, Miranda having sex with it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like paralyzed oh. in bed or whatever. It's amazing. The throwing up on the shoes. Yeah, there was some great stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to leave that there because I have a I feeling know, that we're going to really revisit like this. I'm excited. I'm going to watch the next season because, of course. Of course you are. I struggled. I struggled a lot. But we're not We're not going to revisit that because I'm going to get emotional. It's 927. Can't do that. Okay. Who is going to play you? In your, and I don't know how to say this word, so I wanted to ask you as an industry professional, is it biopic or biopic? Biopic. Okay. I wasn't sure. I think you can say it either way. Okay. Who's going to play you in yours? Um, so I feel like if we're going back to the Sex and the City Center thing, I feel like you want to say Seth Rogen or Jonah Hill or something like that. I feel like that's what you want to say to me. No. I'm going to go a little more elevated, a little more serious of an actor. I'm going to go either Paul Dano 
or Jesse Eisenberg, but they're both kind of short and very, very skinny. So whichever one would want to don the fat suit and get real with the, if they really want to go for all the awards, you play me in a Interesting. Fat suit. Jesse Eisenberg. In, first, for whatever reason, my, um, my brain went to Aaron Paul and I think I was correlating that to Heisenberg. I don't know. Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Are you a big fan of his? Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously, Both of them. but yeah. Okay. Okay. Social Network, Roger Dodger, so many movies. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I. I. I and Paul I, Dano I can, I can is. Um, yeah, they're just like both. Like they seem like they've got a lot. Like they're the Maddies of acting. They seem like they got a lot going on, right? You know. <sighs> okay. They're very All smart. Right. Well, very witty. Are you going to write your own biopic? I hope I would get famous enough okay. that I wouldn't have to, right? Oh, I don't know if that's like an honor to do it or what. Or, I don't know. Okay. No, but I, mean, like, I hope like uh, I accomplish enough out there that somebody that else someone like, will do it. Yeah, that thinks it's a story worth telling. Um, yeah. I think Maddie and I really are arrogant if I started to shop around town. Like this is the story of my life. <laughs> I would have. I, I would shot the eyes. I like the teeth. I printed it out. It's already. <laughs> I have the. I I've already casted it. We're ready to go. Just need funding. Okay. Yeah. So this is. I think these are very apropos. <laughs> And these are two of my favorite questions that we ask all of our guests, as you know. Do you sit or stand when wiping? Stand. I am really in the minority here. Oh, wait, no. I'm a stander. I'm a stander. We're the same. If you We're don't know, I can't help you there. This is why. This is why. Okay. And follow up. Do you scrunch or fold? And I feel like you've already let the listeners know that I fold by just the way you've talked about me. If I plan yeah. A through Y and I do all this <laughs> stuff that I do. I'm not going to sit there and just scurry a bunch of paper together. I, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. But I feel like you and I are very similar in that, like, we're, we're type A, but I am yeah. a scruncher. And when I was first asked this question, I said, oh, I fold. Because who think the hell would scrunch? Do you think it line of left, left brain, right brain? Do you think, like, left brain people are folding and right brain people are scrunching? Do you think I you would, can take this filthy potty joke and turn it into, like, a yeah. psych thing like Maddie would do? We will come back to you on that. I'm going to ask her. I'm going to text her right after this. But wouldn't it be the opposite? Can't she left... use the answers in the back of the book? Go wait, wait aren't, aren't left, left brain people are Are type the type A? A? Are the organized? Are the like, you know, leaders and like that? And the right brain are like the artsy fartsy, like, you know, kookily wookily poets and, you know, whatever. Hmm. We're going to, we're going to, this is going to be an entire episode. That's what you're coming back on, on the show for. Okay. There you go. And then given today, we're going to cover some BBQs. Wanted to ask, I'm ready for this. So do you, and if so, what kind of celebrity gossip do you partake in? Given that you're in the industry, I know like a lot of folks in the industry are like, no, I don't, I don't read anything, but tell us what, what is your guilty pleasure? If it comes across the three or four trades that I read every day, yeah. Do I click it? Sure. But I don't seek it out. Like when you were sending, when you send me links, they're always from like TMZ and us. And I'm like, you know, like what supermarket does like Alina just like stay at and look at the tablet <laughs> covers and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you and my mom both have the same thing where you think that's the industry, but like I can make a film or TV show without any celebrity. I feel like celebrity is a, is a different industry than, than the like, creative community. celebrity is like what Fair. happens to you when you get to a certain level mm-hmm. Ben Affleck when he moved from Boston to LA like he came out to be an actor he accidentally became a celebrity 
And if you ask him, does he like being a celebrity? He's going to tell you, I fucking hate it. I wish I was not a celebrity. I just wanted to do the acting. Do you think it's fair that they are often mutually exclusive? Like you get to pursue your dream and your passion, right? Not everybody gets to do that. I certainly don't. I'm joking. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) what do you mean? Too real for a Saturday morning. Love corporate America. Um, (laughs) But do you think that, you know, once that, that it's fair that people like your mother and I automatically decide, hey, you get to do what you love. Now I get to pick you apart and I get yeah. to, you What does you your know, living room look like? Judge you. Exactly. But they get um, paid for it sometimes. I think it's an occupational hazard. I think it comes with the territory if you get to be a certain amount. I think if, you're, if you become a movie star and you can, your face and your name goes above the title and you can command a certain amount of money and you're able to open a movie, meaning it will go to the movie no matter what the story is about. They're just going to see you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Then... Um, <laughs> Yes, you have to you have to take you know what comes along with that, but um, but yeah, I don't think it's I don't think they're mutually exclusive, and I don't think um, you know it's it's for everybody. Got it. And I also I, think there's different ways to do it. Now I know you think everything movies, but I think only in hip hop terms. And like, if you look at the three biggest artists on the planet right now, right, like Drake, J Cole, and Kendrick Lamar, each mm-hmm. of them has a very different relationship with celebrity, like. One stays out there and is constantly at the things or whatever. One just only pops out every two and a half years when it's time to roll out the album. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to, you don't have to get to a certain level and then decide, Oh, I have to live like a celebrity. But I feel like, you know, like all publicity is good publicity. How, right. how do you, so you're saying that like, if you're good enough, your, your craft can speak for itself or your work will speak for itself. I'm, no, I guess I'm saying more like you do get to decide. Like Ben Affleck became a celebrity because of the, the choice in women that he started dating. If he had decided to be celibate or if he decided to date just normies, he could have maybe like risen to a certain level and not ended up on the cover of the magazines you like to watch. Read. Perez Hilton, BuzzFeed. <laughs> Those are my news outlets of choice. Okay. Okay. Fine. But That's Matt Damon, saying. sorry, Matt Damon came, they were, they literally became famous at the same time. Matt Damon married a normie. Yes. And he's a celebrity. I guess he's not on the cover of TMZ necessarily as much as Ben Affleck, but he, I, I would still consider him a celebrity. Yeah, but I don't think, um, well, one, I don't know if he would. And two, but yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Oh. It's tough though. I don't. I don't. I don't see them as the same industry though. Okay. I do. Okay. I think celebrity has much more in common with like public relations and advertising. Yes. My sister's in PR. When she needs to promote something, she is looking for a celebrity. I could give her a list and be like, "Oh, but Jesse Eisenberg, he acted his heart out in this movie. Like he gave it all." And she'd be like, "Yes, but he doesn't sell cookies." You know, like it's not like you know, like she's looking for a Chill. celebrity. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I think we. They're different. They're different but sometimes mutually exclusive. Can we agree on that? Sure, for today. Okay, fine. All right, let's move on because I've already come very close to losing a friend on this podcast last week with our um, uh, Am I the Asshole episode. So let's let's move on. Okay, very excited. 
We are going to talk a little bit more about pop culture, your favorite topic. Um, And so let's jump right into it. So for those of you who may be new to the basic in the brain, our BBQs or basic bitch quickies are a quick fire round where we give our hot take on the latest celebrity news, gossip happenings, et cetera. So Adam, are you ready? Yeah. I can't call you bitch, right? You and Maddie do that very playfully to each other, but I feel like that would not be a good look if I was just like, shut up, bitch. That's not good. No, for I her. think you can. No. Ten, I love ten how you guys years. use bitch very like it's like very endearing the way you guys use it. <laughs> very endearing. Well, you know, we're taking it back. We're we're women taking the term back for yeah. ourselves. Uh, I wouldn't mind if you did. We've been cultivating this relationship. This has been a, an episode in the making for literally over ten years. I will never forget the first time I met you. Sorry, just to take it back real quick. It was New Year's Eve 2012. I know. Okay, fine, fine. No, no, All right, go let's ahead. go. Okay. Right. So let's do it. And I am really bad about like quoting the, the articles directly. So let's just talk about Elon Musk owns Wait, Twitter. Wait, hold on. Before we do one, going back to not, not you don't get to tell your story, but I'm going to tell you the reason why I'm not going to call you bitch is because yesterday my wife and I were talking about this and she said, don't give her a viral moment. Don't do the thing you're trying to like, you know, because what happened is no, here, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a reason why I went, I'm going to shout out a friend, Tom Zawacki, very good comedian. Go to tomzawacki.com. Check it out. But anyway, I did his little web show where you drive around with him and he asked you three questions and you spin a wheel. And in the third question I said, I answered it by saying which of my own family members I would have killed. And Laura saw this when she was Googling me as we were first dating. And she said, you almost jeopardized the whole thing. I almost didn't go back out with you because I did not like your appearance on your friend's thing. Oh. And so now I'm like trying to be a little bit more well-behaved on my online public appearance. Occupational hazard, huh? Yeah. That's an she occupational was like, hazard. I did, not like, I did not like that you did that. But you got the girl. I did. But I want to keep the girl. I'm not going to say which family. Although... Okay. If that family member is listening, I would still have you killed. It's still the same one from five years ago. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to Google you right after this. Okay. Like I said, I won't take offense to it. All right. Let's go, bitch. All right. Let's go, bitch. Let's go. Okay. So Elon Musk buys Twitter. Yes. Do you think it's going to close? Do you think it's going to happen? I think it's going like to happen. It. I think yeah. it's going to happen. It has to at this point. Can you imagine like OJK pulling out of it at the last minute? Right. And how are you the richest man in the world, but you can't afford a haircut? He, <laughs> I think that's his look. I, I don't understand him. I think that he is, I don't know. I, you know how they say a certain tech CEO is a robot? I, I think Elon Musk might be because he, he just doesn't make sense. He thinks he speaks Elvish. Is that the language that he names his kids in? I, don't know. I, I also didn't realize just how rich he was until this all came to light. Because I was like, 40, was it $46 billion? For just Twitter, but supposedly his worth is two fifty or something or two forty. I I thought he was worth like forty billion or two billion. Uh, so I, when I saw that number, I was like, "Holy sh!" Yeah, I, I don't know very I, much I, about I, I was I was floored. You know what? Can I just one more thing before we go even further? This yeah. whole episode is very dangerous because it's based on the premise that I'm informed. And since Chris Cuomo left CNN, I now get my news from you. And I don't think you guys fact check anything. And so we're like in a very circular thing right now where I'm going to base off my answers off of listening to your podcast. <laughs> That's, that is dangerous because I make shit up all the time. I know. I don't yeah, think we not... can have a good conversation. 
No, I, it's it's not good. I would one hundred percent not not take my word. Take Maddie's word. She definitely fact checks. You things. should not be my news source. I should go no. back to CNN. I'm honored though. You should you should definitely go back to CNN. I mean, if yeah. you want an homage to uh, to to some of our friends and family from back home, you could always check out Fox News. <laughs> I'm good on that. Then I'm then you lose the girl for sure. No, I'm joking. Um, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So Alon buys Twitter. He, he says he wants to like, reinstate the idea or the concept of free speech. And we're not going to get right. political here, but right. do and you take feel... it private, right? That part of it is, is oh, take, yes, it yes, he's gonna take it off the and take it private. Yes. That, that, thank you. See, you know, you know more than you think. Um, so do you feel like, media censorship is, has it impacted the industry's creativity and like what folks are willing or comfortable to say, right? Because you can just Google someone and decide if you're going to go on a second date with them. You can Google someone and decide if you want to work with them. Um, You can literally get canceled in the industry that you're into. How do you think, or do you think it's impacted it at all? Or do you think people are just like, no, fuck it. I'm going to keep being myself. Well, Let's parse it out into two different ways. So media censorship, okay. I think, is one thing, and cancel culture, I think, is something else. Okay. So when I, when I think of media censorship, I think of Hollywood's main export is film and TV. That film mm-hmm. and TV goes around the world, right? Yes. In some countries, they make you edit scenes or change things before they show it. So that, I think, is media censorship. That is censorship, right? Yeah, the okay. export that left Hollywood then yes. got censored and changed to be distributed. I think that's terrible. I think the mm-hmm. product that leaves whatever country and then gets shown around the world to other countries should stay in the in the form that it was yeah. the final its final form. I know I'm very I'm very sad that I have heard recently that my favorite country in the world, which you came to visit us in, mm-hmm. um, that we used to live in, they actually have straight up just stopped showing right. some films because they don't necessarily with the narrative. Yes. But anyway, like I said, we're not getting political. And by the way, okay. that's even, we can parse that up for that's even different because you can decide, you deciding whether you want to air it. That is actually, I think, okay. But once you say yes, you can't go in there and chop something oh. out or say, I'd like to manipulate uh, whatever. Like, you know. Okay. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then as for the cancel culture, right? That's mm-hmm. the other part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people are toxic assholes and they have to go. For sure. Um, do mm-hmm. I think that there's sometimes there's an overcorrection or getting very quick to be like somebody's under allegations and all they did was like not say thank you after they're handed a coffee by a PA? Um, it's like I think that's a little bit extreme. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of bad, mostly dudes out there that um, needed to go for sure. But do you, do you feel like it's shifted the way that like folks in in a creative industry are able or willing to create? I think people are being more mindful and I think, uh, which is a good thing. And I think that the art is starting to reflect a little bit more of our current landscape, which is a little bit late to the party and and should have been doing for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all a good thing. So I'm going to focus on the positive aspects. Okay. That was so politically correct. My dad, my whole life training glass. I was a glass half full guy or a half empty guy. And today I'm going half full. I know. I'm, I'm really impressed. With this, uh, that that was that was very eloquent. Okay, all right. So interested to Wait, see. Here's my. Can yeah. I ask you my Elon Musk thing back? Okay. What do you think about? So when it happened last week or whatever, mm-hmm. rather than read the articles about the factual stuff, I was caught up in the Twitter conversation that was 
he has all this wealth. He should be doing something else with it. He should solve world hunger. He should solve homelessness. And then there was this great tweet I saw that was like, instead of him buying Twitter, if he had just given every person in this country a million dollars, he still would have had $8 billion left over or something. Yeah. Do you think it's, it's the richest man in the world's responsibility to, to be that philanthropic? I think it's his responsibility to give back and to be philanthropic. I And I feel like at his core, I want to believe, I used to think he was, I mean, I think he's amazing. I think the things that he's he's done have been incredible and he's brilliant. I think he's a little strange, but I don't think it's his responsibility to just hand out money to people. I understand the, uh, I guess the analogy or the, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. I don't think it's his responsibility to just hand out money. I do. I would like to see him a little bit more charitable, but I also think like the core of Tesla, his primary business at this point, it is rooted in doing good for the world, right? For the environment, for reducing the carbon footprint. Yeah. So I, I think he does it. I think he could do more of it, but I do think that like his, his ethos, that is the core of his ethos. Yeah. You're muted. Oops, sorry. I was coughing. My allergies are killing me here in Palm Springs. Apparently, there's like windstorms. That was weird. Okay. Ready for the next one? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Olivia Wilde gets served custody papers at CinemaCon. It's sad, right? I, I felt so... I feel so bad for her, and I can't even imagine what was going through her head. So really quickly, I'm going to give a two second kind of overview of what happened. But Olivia Wilde was at CinemaCon to promote a new movie that she has dropping. Um, what's it? What's it? Um, don't worry, darling. Yeah, I was gonna say something, darling. Okay, don't worry, darling. And while she was on stage, someone slid like an envelope, a cryptic, I think yellow envelope. And she picked it up assuming that someone was trying to get her to read a script that wasn't picked up yet. And so she opened it. She was like, what is this? She opened it and on on stage found out that she was being served, um, uh, I guess, a summons to appear in court because Jason Sudeikis is fighting her for full, for full custody of their children. My first reaction was I couldn't believe he would do that. And I, I don't know why I thought that he would be a part of how they serve for the papers, right. but I, I couldn't, I love Ted Lasso. I'm like, he's the nicest man in the world. There's no way he would do that. Um, but sorry, take a step back before we talk about what we think happened. What is CinemaCon? Cause I'd never heard of that. So CinemaCon is like just a trade show. So all the exhibitors get together mm. and they decide, you know, they've already decided which movies they're putting in their theaters, but like this is their chance to like schmooze and press flesh and like be wine and dined a little bit. And, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's a big event for like really behind the scenes boardroom stuff for the industry. So it's not like it's not going to, and they show a lot of footage and they bring out all the stars and it's just to get all the exhibitors and distributors really excited for the year. Oh, so it's, I thought it was, it's not like a film film festival. No, this is okay. like, this is like nerdy, nerdy, top level. Like the, the people that are going to this are like, you know, are from the 50 states. It's like, oh, I own like 36 uh, movie theaters in Iowa. I'm part of this thing. Whatever. Okay. This is just, this is like really like exhibitors mostly. And chains and chains of, you know, all the theaters, AMC's there and all this stuff. Oh my gosh. I'm really embarrassed to admit this. I just made the, the correlation in my head. Con stands for conference. Convention. Convention. Yeah. Like Comic-Con. 
I know. I, I never knew why it was called Comic Con. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm really glad. Oh, that I'm so glad I was here for this today. episode, and I'm showing such okay. restraint right now. <laughs> um, so yeah. So going back, I, I feel so awful for her. That's mortifying. And and right. I think going back to our you know conversation that we just had about media, celebrity, the industry, are they mutually exclusive? Is it fair that something this private is brought into, you know, and not only is it in the public eye now, but she found out that's a pretty big deal, right? To be told, hey, I'm seeking full custody of our children in a public setting in your, of your peers. That's number two. At a work event. Going back to the whole Oscars thing. That's (laughs) horrible. Like that, that, Paper. What? What do you call the people that deliver process the papers? Process server. Yeah. Process server. That person should be. I think they should be reprimanded. I know their job is like get it to them any way possible. But I, I have to. I want to know. Did he try to serve her these papers previously, or was he just like, haha, this she'll definitely get it here, right? And also, like, it's so sad. And and what was the decision behind it? And you know, talk about whole public yeah. figure thing, like. There's got to be other ways to get to her. I'm sure you probably know where her house is. Also, she has a job. She's in post editing this this movie that's about to come out. Go to her office, like her place of business, like wherever she's editing it. Like there's so many other ways to to grab her. I don't understand what the point of it was. Well, if Maddie was here, you know what she would say? That he's behind it? Conspiracy theory alert. No. Yeah, was she behind it? Was she trying to get press around her movie? Chris Jenner, were you on this but don't you know. think going back to the slap? Because again, that was Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the biggest work event of the year, um, and it stepped on everyone's moment and it ruined the whole night. Um, I, I know I disagree with Maddie and Maddie Specter looming here in her conspiracy thing because it totally steps on her moment. She's a, I mean, she's an amazing actress, but she's an up and coming, like really, really hot director. Like her debut, Booksmart, was like a really great movie. Mm-hmm. This was this was an eight studio bidding war when she took out this package for, for I'm going to do this thing. Like she had, she could have done anything she wanted after Booksmart and she chose this and she put this together. And when she took it out to the market, eight studios wanted to be involved. She picked Warner Brothers, whatever it was. Um, and like, this just like kind of like, this was like a big kind of coming out for her to be like, here it is. Like I am an up and coming in demand director now, in addition to an actress. And um, and now we're talking about a private matter between the custody of her children with her ex. So I didn't know all of the background about Booksmart. I didn't see it. You know, I can't watch movies. I, I, I don't have the attention span and I fall asleep during that. Teen comedy, but not a horror movie. It, you have no excuse there. No, I know it. I just, I just don't, I just don't have the, literally the attention span. As everyone who watches our videos knows, I play with my hair. I do things. Okay. Um, I I understand where you're going with it, but I don't know. I got to ask. I, I, I also tend to see them. I'm a glass half empty kind of gal. And I tend to think that people will do shit. People will do a lot just for their moment. So, All right. But what, I'm going to double up on it one more time, though. If okay. the movie needed gossip or the, if everything needed a little extra sauce, it already has it because she's dating the star of it. I mean, they already there is already the gossip or celebrity angle for you and Maddie to talk about next week in my absence. Okay. I don't know. I, I, we're we're going to have to get the conspiracy theory queen, her take on this, but I'm I'm not saying it definitely was her because I think also dragging your kids into it, that's a little fucked up, but yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't. It's all. Okay. We're, we're going to do a little research. Who's her manager? Is she managed by Chris Jenner 
or not. Okay. So there might be a paper trail. You'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> okay. Really quickly, because I know we've got a very short window of time before your son wakes up or, you know, you're back on diarrhea duty. So, okay. This one I think will take two seconds, but apparently Kanye West has hinted that he's planning on running in 2024 again in his new song. Um, and he hopes Kim Kardashian will support him. What well, do you think? The Given fact that you, that you are think it's going to take two seconds just goes to show you that in these 10 years, you know literally nothing about me. You don't think I have a ton to say on Kanye? You don't think okay. I could do an hour and a half just on Kanye West? No, I know you can. I, Start the I, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be courteous. I'm trying to, to make sure that my godson gets his daddy time. First of so. all, I'm going to restart the segment because I feel like that didn't intro correctly. So on okay. Future's <laughs> album yesterday that came out on Friday, April 29th, called I Never Liked You, one of the most toxic rappers in the business future, third song on the album, Keep It Burning, featuring Kanye West. And in Kanye's verse, he mentions the line you're saying about in 24, I'm going to run with my wife or whatever, something like that, you know, in 24. Um 2024. I'm not the writer here, okay? I just want to put that out there for everyone. I'm not the writer here. So thanks for for just crushing my dreams of ever having a tell-all book because God knows I'm not going to be able to write it. Maybe you'll write it for me. Okay, sorry. This isn't about writing. I just feel like it wasn't Kanye's song. It was Future's song. Okay, okay. Let's get our facts straight. You got the fact checker on today. I like it. Um, Okay, what do you think? And was he talking about Kim or was he just saying that in 2024, I'm going to run again, and whoever's standing by my side, I'm going to be a united household front, or anything like that. Or is he trying to get back Kim? I think it's about Kim. I think it is about Kim. I was trying mm-hmm. to see where you'd go there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's 100. He got 60,000 votes in 2020. 60,000 out of a possible yeah. 160 million voters, right? Um, and he decided to run a couple minutes before the deadline was due to put your name on the ballot or whatever. So, and that was only 60,000. So I'm asking you if he actually properly planned and campaigned for two years and hired the right staff or whatever, how do you think he fares in 2024? I, I I pray to God not better than 60,000 votes. That's number one. I do think it's going to depend on who else we have running. Because right. I feel like the election of 2020, again, we're not going to get political here at all. But I feel like a lot of people were like not necessarily like loving who our candidates were. And so they were just like, well, anyone but them. So let's vote for Kanye. I think it was more like, a, this is my throwaway vote unless I'm actually supportive of Kanye West being right. president. I, um, I don't think don't he think- will ever be president. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I don't think he should be president. I don't think he will be president. I don't think somebody that impulsive should have their hands in the nuclear codes. Uh-huh. Um, but I will say this. After watching that new Netflix documentary called Genius, the six-hour thing about him or whatever, he is – his delusion, every time he said something, nobody has believed him, and then it has come true. So all I'm saying is he's – He's very accomplished. You can look at, you know, he said, he, when he started out as a producer, he said, I want to be a rapper. Everyone told him no. He ended up becoming a rapper. When he became a rapper, he said, I want to be a clothing, fashion, whatever, mogul, mm-hmm. making clothes. Everyone said no. It turned out to be true. Every time he says something, we all say no. And then it ends up coming true. That's all I'm saying. You know, I actually don't put anything past people in this world. <laughs> I feel like people, he got 60,000 votes. So, you heard it here first. 
if, if Kanye runs in 2024 and ousts Biden, we're going to replay the shit out of this episode. And Adam, maybe maybe you're the next... Um, Nostradamus? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I don't know I'm if a little, good I'm thing. scared now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, go watch that documentary. Everybody is really good. Really good. And it reminds you of a time when Kanye was... Not uh, like amazing and talented and less great. Yeah, I, I did struggle to watch it just because it was, I feel like, in the midst of everything that was going on. And I was like, I can't support him. While he's cyberbullying him. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I was just like, he's just too much. And I think someone, like, he needs to just be, he, need, someone, he needs to be put in, in, in timeout for a little bit. But I know Mark watched it and he, he was like, this is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. He's brilliant. And it really did give him a different perspective. And I feel like it, it also peels back so many of the successes that he's had. And, and it was like, oh, wait, he came from humble beginnings. Oh, wait, he's actually a really, really hard worker. And it, whereas now I feel like you forget a lot of what it took for him to get to where he is. But I think he's just exploited it. And I also think, you know, he needs to seek some mental help. Ongoing, um, not just every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he definitely needs... I got a therapist for you. We know I love her. Deb, I can see if I can get you a session with her. Let me know. Um, okay, so one final story, and I know this is very much your domain. So correct, keep me honest here. Make sure that I'm introing and giving all the facts. Okay. So in twenty July 2020, Megan the Stallion was at a party at the infamous Kylie Jenner's house. And I think they were getting ready to leave and she was outside the house and was shot in the foot by um, uh, Tori Lenz. No. Lenz. Lenz. Sorry. This is what I wanted to say to you. Because again, hip hop is not my domain. So I I caught you. Oh, no, no, no. So hip hop is not necessarily my domain. And so as I was reading this, the the story and getting familiar with, with what happened, I was literally reading his name as Tori L- Lanez. <laughs> and only this morning when I was thinking, th- when I was reading it again, I was like, oh my God, it's Lanez. I was like, Lanez, Lanez. Um, I was trying to like make it so exotic in my head. And then I was like, Oh, it's Lanes. <laughs> and then I was like, I've heard this name before. And it, anyway, that's what I was really excited to tell you about. Because I was like, I might lose a friend, but also it would it's it's a very me it's good moment. For the ratings. Yeah. It's a me moment. It's like my bonobos moment. So okay. Um anyway, so um Meg the Stallion is claiming that he shot her. However, he's come out and said no. I, that, that he didn't write. He's denying that he shot anyone, number one. But right. number two, he is saying that the reason for the fight was that he was, quote unquote, I believe it was, my good dick like had me fucking two friends and then he got caught. So he's basically saying he was sleeping with Meg the Stallion and her, I think, former assistant and friend. Right. Kelsey. Um, yeah. Yes, Kelsey Nicole. And so he was saying that they fought. Then there's another rumor that potentially the, the gun potentially went off to protect Meg from... Kelsey. Um, long story short, Meg went, the trial is going to start in July of 2022, right? I believe it's July, July, yeah, July, 2022. And so she went on, um, and had, and did an interview with Gail King, basically defending herself saying, no, like I did not make this up. I was shot in the foot. I think that there's like, there's a lot of stuff going on with like DNA evidence. Was his DNA on the gun? Was it not? 
Um, there's also, I think, a little bit of confusion as she initially told the cops that she cut her foot on glass and that's why she was bleeding. But um, she says that she did that because, you know, there it was it was a very, very high ten. Um, right. George Floyd high, happened yeah. and tensions were high. Yeah. And so she was just like, look, I saw cops. There was a hot gun in the car. Didn't want to risk anyone's live, life. And so, you know, she covered for everyone. So, okay. This is like, I almost, this is awful, but shows how vicious the media cycle is um, and how short my attention span is. I forgot that she got shot. And so when you were, you suggested that we talk about this, what are you, who got shot? What are you talking about? But I feel like this is a pretty big deal at the time. It was also in the middle of COVID where you really weren't supposed to be having house parties. Kylie, um, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Shame, shame. But now, you know, obviously everything is coming to head. What do you think happened? What do you think is going to happen? What are your thoughts? I so so what happened between 2020 and then the Gail King interview of, of last week is this idea that Megan is the unreliable narrator because she changed her story. And so there's a, mm-hmm. a bunch of people not believing her. I definitely mm-hmm. believe that she was shot in the foot for sure. Um, yeah. and, and her reasoning for not doing it is her reasons, whatever. And then uh, Tory Lanez put out an album, a whole album dedicated to his innocence. Um, but whatever that is. And then you have this Gail King interview. So the reason why I thought we should talk about it is because the interview is weird. So she spent a year and a half not saying much, Megan Thee Stallion, and now she decides to say something. She's just coming off her Coachella performance. She just released a new song. Is this a part of her rollout? There's that. There's that for Maddie and her tinfoil conspiracy hat theory. But then there's also this thing that, like, she's already been accused of lying about the whole thing, and I, I fully believe her. But then I feel like later in the interview, she definitely lied about not being intimate with Tory Lanez. And I'm just like, why? That's really what I want to talk about. She very clearly lied the second half of the interview. How? Yes. Okay. So I watched the interview and I know yeah. that they first started talking out, talking about her parents and her relationship. And she, she says that that's how she developed a relationship with Tory Lanez. Is that right? Right. Because they bonded But she also repeated like, what do you mean intimate? And she's a full-blown college grad very smart woman. Like she knew exactly what the question was. She mm. paused and repeated it and then like redirected and did whatever. Like she did all the classic things. Somebody lied. Right yeah. So I have a question when you are, you know, of that level of celebrity, if you will, or a public figure, we'll call it, you're given the questions in advance, right? I would, I would think so. Yes. You would think so. Um, and so, whether or not this is part of her rollout for, you know, the next leg of her or the next chapter in her career. Um, I'm assuming that that's A, yes, but B, the trial is about to start. And they just did the pre-trial or the hearing. I forget what it's called. Which did not go well because they ended up sniping at each other over social media. and Exactly. Um, Do you think that she's like, I got to get my story out there? because there are so many skeptics and I think they said the DNA evidence on the weapon was inconclusive. And so she's like, Oh shit, is the, is the evidence, you know, mounting in the wrong direction? Let me go kind of hit multiple birds with one stone. Um, But I, I feel like she was probably given legal advice to not, how do you prove, how do you prove that in a court of law? Yeah. And also, legal advice-wise, she definitely should not have done it, right? I, I don't think it did anything positive. And I think if you have a pretty solid case, the best thing you can do is to continue not talking and let it play out. Do they have a solid case? I feel I like maybe it was like a I don't know. That's why this like thing is getting messier and messier reaction. by the minute. 
Yeah, I, I think someone needs to take her phone away and like delete her Twitter app off of it because I don't think that that's helping her case at all. But all I know is I need you and Maddie to stay on it. I need okay. you guys to. This should become a weekly segment, monthly. I don't know, but okay. this thing is interesting. It's not going anywhere, and you guys need to get to the bottom of it. As we, okay. you guys are my journalists. That's what we say. Maddie, the people have spoken. We owe it to our fans. They need yes. to know what's happening between Dave the Stallion I need you guys and to Tori Lanez. I know that was a genuine like fuck up on my part. And I I was like, wow, I really am. Because I don't listen to hip hop. Is it because I listen to hip hop or because you don't read a book? Like, how do you just not know like how to say the thing? I never said that English was my, my best subject. No, actually, sadly, English was the, one of the classes I did better. in. so what does that say about me? Um, okay. Well, Maddie and I will stay on it. We will likely request your follow-up opinions on this. Cause I think it's very important and I need your intake. I need your input. Yeah. Um, but Adam, you guys should get know, credentialed. You guys should go in the courtroom. I, I need you guys there. No, there are no reporters allowed. Oh, right. I read that. I read that they are, oh, they're closing yourself as a reporter. That's even sadder. Hey, 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 I mean, Hello. We we have we have we have people that we need to keep informed of the 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 Hollywood happenings. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm having a little bit of a technical issue. Um, but Adam, I know I've kept you for longer than I promised I would. Thank you so much for joining us. Any final words before we log off? Uh, thank you for having me. And on a serious note, it's been fun watching you do this. I like when a friend finds their passion or starts to chase their passion as you've been talking about this for a while. Um, it's really rewarding and I'm enjoying mm. uh, from afar seeing you uh, take this on. Thank Seriously, you. No, all jokes aside. Oh, that's so sweet. Don't make me cry. I did my um, makeup at like 8 30 AM. We can't fuck this up. I need this to last for the rest morning. of the day. Um, no, but seriously, thank you so much. This was really fun. I would love to do it again sometime. I also would be interested to watch you and Maddie, um, just play off each other. Cause I think that would be great. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much. Everybody head over to your e bookstore of choice, download mixtape, download fire sale, keep an Only eye 99 at cents. <laughs> all proceeds go to, um, the Alina boob fund. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, but thank you. Thank you. We will catch you next week. And Adam, you are lovely. Love you. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 